inside out. But before I do, we are starting our uh, prayer and fasting um, today, um, tomorrow. And so this book here, is, it's a really nice, it's, it's a bound book. It's really, it costs the church about $5 a piece or so just to make these things. They're really, they're really expensive. Um, but I thought it was a good investment for you because I wanted to invest in your life at the beginning of the year. And this is a, a really cool book. It talks about here at the beginning. Um, it's different, different types of prayer mo um, models. The Lord's Prayer, the Tabernacle Prayer, um, praying Scripture, the Prayer of Jabez, warfare prayers, praying for those who need God, and then some personal prayer focus time. And it tells you how to use the book at the beginning, but you can use it how you want to. You can go through it a, couple, a little bit a day for the 21 days, or you just can go through it and read it all the way through and then read it once a month. I mean, it's, it's really good and it's powerful, and it will bless you. And, if, and after you read it and you, you comprehend and you don't need to ever read it again because you've got it now, take this book and give it to somebody else. It's a beautiful book, and it's very, very, very nice. And I think, man, uh, through praying with the other pastors, this, this is really going to be a blessing to you, and it's really going to help you. Um, so come down and, gra and grab one of them here at the end of the service. I'll be here at the altar this week and next week. Um, and so praise God for that. So, you know, we, we had to cancel our trip to Disney because of John got COVID and stuff. And so we are leaving tomorrow at 2.45 to go to Disney. So I'm excited about that, finally. <laughs> trying to celebrate our, my, my and Gina's 25th anniversary since December the 2nd. Just hadn't been able to do it yet. So we're finally going to try to do it. And so, um, in my absence next week, you know, we're going to have Daryl Wright is going to be here, and he's going to be able to, he's, you know, the gentleman that's sung here at the end, he's going to be speaking to you. He's got a word from God. He's already shared it with me. Um, he, is, he is a wonderful man of God, and he's a professor out there at, at Cape Fear, and uh, he does a great job, and he is so, he's, he's way deeper than I am. Sometimes we're talking, I'm like, can you explain that to me, you know? And uh, I was like, what does that word mean? I mean, uh, but he wanted to, next week you'll be able to understand everything he's saying. And also, I, I love the fact that he's a scientist as well, and he sprinkles a little bit of stuff in there that you, that you don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to tell you stuff next week you don't have a clue about. But you're going to learn about it, and you're going to grow from it, so I'm excited about that. So please do that. I just felt really called by God to, to, to ask him to be the one to speak. we got so many people that, have, that, that can speak for us, and so I was just really praying, and God just like, you know, Daryl's, this time Daryl's the man for you, so... So praise God for that. So inside out, inside out, you know. Do you remember what it was like before we had smartphones? You know, does anybody remember that? Um, it seems like we've had them forever now. But you know what? You weren't so stressed, were you? What is it, Pavlov's dog, you know, where something happens and you have, you know, when, when you hear that ding, it's, you just, you know, you're like, I'm not going to check it. You know, especially when you're trying to sleep at nighttime. It can, I know I, at, personally at nighttime when it goes off and I'm in bed, I can't not check it because I lay there, I'm like, I wonder if that's important. You're the pastor. What if it's important and somebody's dying and you're not answering the phone right now because you're trying to sleep? You know, you told them you'd always be there. You know, but then, but then I'm like, oh, oh my God, maybe it's something bad. Maybe it's something got bad. And it's like, um, Sprint, your bill is due. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Okay, I'm not checking it no more. Ding! You know, is this anybody else doing that besides me? I mean, I was like, you know, maybe I just need to cut notifications off and let it ring. Somebody call me in the middle of the night if they need me. Because if, if, if I get a phone call, if I'm asleep, normally I don't get the text too much, but I do get the phone calls. So, um, but anyway, that's, that, you know, it's weird how that is, you know, that, that now you can make a call anywhere around the world. Normally you had to go, you do all these prefixes and stuff and you had to pay extra calls for them on your phone. Now you can do, you can make a call anywhere in, in the world now. You can, you can send a tweet right now. And it'll go more viral before the, before the uh, news even gets a hold of it. Right now, a tweet, you know, or a Facebook post, man, can do, or TikTok, just go, man. And more people will see it than people that will see, the, see it on the news and probably sometimes ever see on the news. 
Anywhere I want to go in the universe that I can, I, well, not universe, the world, let's just say, I can put in here, and it'll tell me how to, it'll even say stop, get out your car, and walk. You ever, have you got one of those yet? I've got one of those before. It says stop, get out your car, and walk. And, uh, um, you know, you can go on Yelp, and it'll tell you, you know, where, food around me, you know, stuff like that. You know, you can research bacon. You know, why wouldn't you? Because bacon's just good. You can, play, you can play games like Candy Crush. You can check your emails. I, I can set the alarm for the church and open the door to the church from my house or from wherever I'm at. All from my phone. So, I mean, it does so much more. But the best thing you could do is, like, do TikToks and do selfies on it. You know what I'm saying? Do the, you know, you know what everybody wants to do is do the TikToks and do, do the selfies on it. You know, um, and how about those, those, those uh, especially the girls, they get, in the, they get in the bathroom for some reason. You're seeing that they're all the time. They get in the bathroom, and they take a picture in the mirror to reflect on themselves in the bathroom with, with the shower stall behind them. You know, it's all over, all over Facebook and all over. T- I'm just like, what do y'all do? What is that? I don't understand that, you know. You know, but the, the ironic thing is, 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 matter of fact, the other day I was talking to somebody about this, and they were like, but I see everybody on Facebook, and they look so happy all the time. And I was like, oh, if you only knew the story behind that smile. I can't, t- how, okay, let's put it just to you. How many times have you ever been at a family reunion, and y'all just had a knockdown, throwdown, Hatfields and McCoy fight, and then, okay, let's take pictures now. You know? <laughs> right? And so, and then, you know, then you, and then you got the one little kid in the, in the bottom that's still mad, you know. You know, but that, that's what happens, you know. But I, I, the thing is, is we can see our, the thoughts, behaviors, addictions, relationships that, that, that we need to change. But a hairstyle, a new outfit, and these kind of things like that don't change it because our flesh is what, what that drives us. We change our hair. We, train, we, we do Botox. We change our outfits, we try to lose a little weight, we try to gain a little muscle, we do all kind of things to try to change people's perspective of us, of what people think of us, how they think of us. We want to do everything, because I want to be accepted, I want to be, lo- I want to be loved, you know, and I want to fit in, I want to be popular, you know, but that's just not how it, how it works. I want to talk to you today about inside out, because so many times we look on the outside in. Matter of fact, the Word of God says man looks at the outside, but I look at the heart. Why can't we take that scripture for what it says and quit trying to worry about what people think on the outside and start looking about what God thinks about us on the inside and start working on ourselves from the inside out because when you start changing stuff on the outside, nothing inside changes. Maybe a temporary feel good, but it does not change. You know, people have these New Year's resolutions. Resolutions are trash. They just don't, they don't work, they never have, never will. You need, if you want to make some kind of change this year, make a goal. And then not, not, don't just make a goal, write your goal down. Do you know that 80% of people meet more of their goals just by writing their goals on paper? That's a true statistic there. So get, if you want to do that, do that. Now, a lot of people have made, the, made these resolutions, and they're like, I want to spend time with Jesus, more time with Jesus, you know. I want to bring romance back to my relationship. You know, I want, I want to, I want to you know, uh, share my faith with some one person a month or whatever, what have you. I want to pay off my credit card. I want to get out of debt. I want to be debt free. I want to lose 35 pounds, you know. You know, the thing is, is I've, I've lost about 15 pounds in the past, past three months, and I'm excited about it. But if I don't stay disciplined, were you excited? Was, did I, was it that fat that you got to clap for me? Good gracious. I got to clap over here, people online. Y'all better not be clapping out, out there. Man, I wasn't that fat. 
but I'd still got to lose some more weight. But, but if I'm not disciplined and my, and my goal was just to lose weight, it's over now, right? How many people tried to lose weight, you lost the weight, and then after that you gained it all back? How about the biggest loser? They lost 200 pounds, some of them. Some of them, 300, almost 300 pounds. And most of them have gained it back because it was not a lifestyle change. It was an event in their life. It was a, 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 a resolution. It was a diet. And those things end. And when those things end, if you don't create something else, another goal, another, another project, then you're going to fail and you're going to end up going back to where you came from. You know, I want us to stop talking about what we need to do and start doing what we need to do. For instance, you know, if you, want, if you want to lose weight and do that, you need to start off with a goal that's almost unattainable. And let's just say, I, you need, we need to say, I want to live healthy. Okay, well, how do you do that? Okay, so let's go all the way down. If you want to lose healthy, then you need to lose 15 pounds. And if you want to lose 15 pounds, you need to eat healthy. And if you want, if you want to eat healthy, you need to start off with exercising. So you start off with a small goal by saying, I'm going to start exercising. A little bit. And then you exercise. So you know what? I've been exercising. I want to start maybe eating a little bit better. And I know Rick, Rick's a guru on losing weight and, 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 and all kind of all things food and nutrition. So if you want to talk to somebody, you talk to Rick, boy. I don't, I, he, he loses me on Facebook. I'm like, dude, that's, that's crazy. Look at all that stuff. But he's really good about that. So I, talk to Rick if you want to talk about that. But anyway, so lose weight. Eat, then I want to eat healthy. You know, and so then after I start eating healthy, now I'm eating healthy and I'm exercising. Now my goal is to lose 15 pounds. After you lose 15 pounds or whatever it is you want to do, so now I lost 15 pounds. Now I want to live healthy. I want to continue this goal. But if you just stop it at, at, at a certain time, then the goal's over and you always retro. Well, let's make it spiritual. I want to live a godly life. Okay, don't we always want to achieve that? We want to be like Christ? Well, then what do you need to do to back that up? Well, let's go all the way to the bottom first. Let's just start going to church on a regular basis. You know, whether it's in person or online. I know we've got a lot of people online because, you know, hopefully this year will pick up, you know, stuff, and, and we'll get back to where we're at and we'll have a full house again. But, but the thing is, is that, that you, let's start off by going to church regularly. At least every week go online and try, and try to join us when, when we're here live. You know, we have six or 700 people that watch us through the whole entire week, and I appreciate that. But do your best if you don't have another church. Watch us online and be live with us and experience it that moment, okay? And then after you go to church regularly, then you got to make sure, say, well, now my next thing is I gotta, I'm going to church regularly. I want to have a, a consistent, regular time in reading my Bible and praying. You know, I pray all the time. I'll be honest with you. I love to pray because I pray. I'm all the time talking to God about stuff. God, I need this. I look at that. Can you believe that? Help me with this right here. What do I do here? I, God, I need it. You know, and I love you. I praise you. I exalt you. You know, I, I pray all the time. But when it comes to my, my time in the Word, I struggle. Pastor, do you struggle in reading your Bible? Yeah, let me tell you why. Because most of my week is spent in reading my Bible for you. I'm coming up with my message. And in my message, I'm reading my Bible. Now, of course, it blesses me. I can never preach nothing to you that God hadn't touched my heart about. I never can even preach anything if God hadn't dealt with me somehow in that message. So it is for me, but it, I, it's designed for you, right? So, so when I get my word time, is outside of me studying for you. So it's hard for me to get that extra prayer time because I spend so much time during the week. You know, it's, you know during the week I'm putting it together a lot of times and, and looking here and pulling from here and there. You know, and then, and then, then on Friday night I study. Saturday morning I wake up and study. Before I go to bed for two or three hours I study Saturday night. And then Sunday morning I study. And y'all are like, ain't no way you study that much. It ain't that good. <laughs> you know? but, but, but you know what I'm saying? But I, but I struggle with that because I struggle with my own time outside of that for Pastor Doug, not for Kingdom Impact. Because I got to, you know, someone told me one time, it was at a conference I went to, and they said that the only time you read the Bible, Pastor, is when you study for your church, God is your business partner, not your Savior. 
You're just using him for business. And I, man, that struck me deep. You know, so, so let's say we're going to go to church regularly. We're going to have a consistent prayer time and read time. And then we're going to forget. And here's something else this year we need, you need, all need to do. You need to, you need to put this on your calendar, okay? Put this on your calendar. Pick a day. You're struggling with unforgiveness. You're struggling with sin. You're struggling with anger, with lust. You're struggling with lying, whatever. Go ahead and pick a date somewhere in the next first three months of this year and write down, today is the day. And by that day, go ahead and make it your goal to try to forgive that person. Because if not, you're never going to do it. You keep talking about it. You've been talking about it for five years now almost. So go ahead and write it on a calendar sometime this year. Say, by this date, my goal, and I'm praying that it's going to be done on by that date. And this gives you that shot to, to, at that day to say, you know what? I'm going to forgive that person. I'm going to quit, quit being so angry. I'm going to quit sin. And I'm going to quit doing this particular thing. I'm going to quit this habit. I'm going to break this habit. I'm going to, I'm going to love more. I'm going to, whatever it's going to be on that day. And then, then maybe the next goal up is maybe to lead someone or to minister to somebody about Christ every single week or month. And then live a godly life. But if you just try to start off with going to church regularly, I'm at church regularly, regular now, now I've done it, now, well, you know what, I can miss a week here and I can miss a month there because of the fact that I've been going, I was going regular for so long anyway. You know, we, so we have these goals and we meet these goals and stuff, but, but they, they, are, they, are, they are timid, they're, they're, not, they're not fulfilling because we don't have a big enough goal to shoot at. You know, um, I, I remember when I was a teenager, they used to call them um, BHAGs, B-H-A-G, Big, Hairy, Audacious Goals. Almost unattainable, you know, just something. So, 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 but we make we put limits. We we don't even limit God. Everything He does, He's like, is that all you got for me this time? Is that all you want? Don't you want want something bigger? Don't you want something more magnificent? You know? And we just we ask God for these little piddly things that 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 through prayer and reading our Bible we probably could do ourselves. Maybe there's something that you need, a lifestyle that you need to change. And your lifestyle, you need to put it on the calendar this year. And it may be more than three months, but, but put it on the calendar sometime in the first six months. And say, my, my lifestyle in this area of my life is going to change by this date. Maybe there's something that you're struggling with for years that's, 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 that's been trying to wreck your family that you want to start working on. And you're like, you know what, it's, this year is the year it's going to happen. Maybe you're, you're tired of living out of control when you're just from here to there and, and you're burning at both ends and you're just like, you know what, my life's out of control. I've got to gain control back. Maybe you're tired of feeling weak and defeated. Maybe, maybe you're, you're tired of allowing anger and unforgiveness to control you. Put that on there. Put it, put it on a date. Make it a date. By this day, I'm going to forgive this person. I say, you know, but, what, but yeah, but, but you know, I'll do it without making a date. How many people's ever said, hey, let's, hey, Daryl, let's get together sometime for lunch? And then it never happens. Why? Because we didn't make a date. Everybody has good intentions. You need to make dates with God. That's why some people never pray, because, oh, I'm going to pray sometime today. And then you sleep all of a sudden. All right? Maybe it's time to get serious about making that life change that you've been putting off for so long. No one dreams of being mediocre, subpar, or just average. We want to be more. We want to be great. Listen, survival is not success. I know through this year, everybody's like, man, we survived 2020. That's success, you know. But I'm talking more on a typical basis. Just surviving is not success. Success is thriving. When you're thriving, then that's success, right? As we get older, we get lazy. 
and our flesh takes over and our pride takes over. Well, I've done enough. Let all these little other whippersnappers do it. Listen, I don't care if you're 23 in here online or you're 70, 79 or 80 or 100 years old. There's still stuff for you to do in God's kingdom, and you still are valuable. You are still needed, and there's still more for you to do, and it's not too late for you to still make dreams. Because you never know if you get up older in years, you may have a dream that you might fulfill, but because you started that dream, somebody else might take it to succession even after we pass. But see, you know, I'm not talking about resolutions. I'm talking about goals. You know, we have, we're talking about real life change. There, there's some things in your life right now that you know that need to change. Everybody in here and online, there's, there's, you know there's something that needs, there's, a, well, pro, there's probably a list of things that you would like to change. But there's one thing that is a game changer. That you know, if I could change this one thing, man, this is going to be, this, is, this would be a big deal in my life. Go after that this year. Then the rest of it will fall into place a whole lot better. What is that one thing? Is it, is it, is it a habit or a sin or an attitude or an emotion you got to conquer? Take steps. Now, don't try to do it all in one week. Like I said, make a process. Put it on the calendar. And you go on and go from there. But I want us to tackle that thing that, that is hindering you from walking with God with the, with the in-depthness that you really want to walk. What is that one thing that's holding you back from just selling out to God? Let's deal with it this year. How old are you now? How many years have you been dealing with it? It's time to overcome that. It's time to conquer that. God, God is he's probably tired himself, like, oh, my God, I can help you. I'm here for you. You can overcome this, but you've got to want it. You've got to desire it. It's got to be a goal of yours. It's got to be a prayer of yours. The thing is, is that big game changer that we talk about, I bet you more than 90% of you in this room and on, 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 the, um, on live don't even pray about that one thing. But you want it to be gone. You want to stop it. You want to overcome it. You want that, that part of your life to change, whatever it is, but you don't even pray about it anymore because you just got used to it. You've got used to living with it. We don't have to get used to it. We can overcome that. You know why? Because we try to change from the outside in. And the thing is, is, if we change from the outside in, the inside hadn't changed. If you're an alcoholic and you just stay away from the bar, you're still an alcoholic. But if you change alcoholism from the inside out, then it don't matter if you're a bar or not, then you can overcome. Just staying away from something or somebody or situation does not heal you in, in here. That's an outward change. I'm just not going there no more. I'm not going to go around that person no more because uh, I can't stand them. Well, but if you deal with the inside, then it don't matter if they're around or not. Then it don't matter. They can, stay, they can stand right beside you and say, hey, and it, I've forgiven you. It don't matter anymore. I'm good now. You know? It doesn't matter. You can change the exterior. Nothing will last. Only temporary changes. Real and lasting changes happen from the inside out. We need to go to God and get on the spiritual ER table in a surgical room and say, God, open me up and fix everything that you need. I gave you permission to just, just redo everything inside me spiritually. I lay openly on the table and I allow you to do whatever you need to do to make me whole and to help me heal. I know it's going to be hard. But see, then, we, then, we're, then we're so weak that we don't want that because we don't want to go through the hard times. But we want to be like Christ, and we want to make it to heaven, but we don't want to have a hard time. We don't want to go through a rough trial because it hurts our feelings. 
but when we go through that and after we've been through it then we're like well that wasn't so bad and we're like and look what came out of it we need to get to the place where we do like they do in AA they walk up and say hey my name is Doug Falk I'm an alcoholic well I'm not well I am because I used to be but I'm not anymore I'm healed because I was when I was in the military um, I told this cold guy, I said, God, if you get me out of here, I won't never drink a drop the rest of my life. <laughs> Just help me, Lord. But, but so the thing is, but, you know, about don't fuck, I'm, hey, hey, we need to come up before God and say, God, I'm your child. I need help. But that's the hardest thing for us to say. I need help. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I need help. People don't say those words anymore. Forgive me. I forgive you. That's a whole nother message just on those words. But we got to get to the place where we don't mind saying, God, I need help. We don't, Pastor, I need help. Mr. Lord, whoever, somebody in here, hey, friend, I need help. I need accountability. I need to share with you. We need to be able to get that support system around us. Things aren't going away until you face them. That face your fear is a true thing. We have to face those things for us to be able to overcome them. And if we want to, you know, if you say, hey, but I don't know where, I, that, that hope, that love, that, 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 that friendship, that, that does, where would I find that at? You know what? Right here. Kingdom Impact. I thought very long and deep about this before I make this comment. And I know everybody that comes here, and I know everybody, those of you that don't come, only watch online, and I know those who, who pray for us, and, and I don't know anybody at all that calls Kingdom Impact their home that wouldn't help you, even if they don't know you. I, I, I say to anybody, I, there may be one or two that may kind of shift, try to get out of it, and like, I don't want that commitment. But as I was thinking about it, I was like, thinking through everybody's, everybody's names and everybody, and thinking about it, I was like, you know what? There's nobody that I know that would really, if somebody needed them and really wanted to count but wanted help and wanted prayer and wanted to be a part, would just shut them away. And I, and I just got so, so broad-shouldered and proud. I was like, you know what? I don't really know the very many. Like I said, there's a few that might just shun from, you know, they're shy or, they, you know, I don't feel, you know, qualified or I just don't want that responsibility, but I'll pray for you, you know. But other than that, everybody else, man. But the thing is, is you don't get to meet each other. You don't talk to one another as much as you need to. You don't call one another. You know, you don't build those relationships. You know, but the thing is, is bottom line, is it, it's really a heart issue. And the problems that you face and the problems that I'm talking about today are heart issues, and you can't change them. God has got to change them. Only God can satisfy your soul. Only He can mend your broken heart and make it whole. And that's the old song that we used to sing. Only Christ can do it. Only Jesus. Let's get to my scripture. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 in the, in the Living Bible says, When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new um, person on the inside. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. See, this is not a superficial change that happens when you get saved. It's a supernatural change. When I submit to him, he changes me and helps me change in areas of my life. I submit to him, and he gives me the keys to change and helps me change. Kingdom Impact is a place where nobody's perfect, but everybody's forgiven, and we accept you. That makes a lot of people uncomfortable when I say that we accept everybody. 
But the thing is, I'm not saying that I accept your sin or lifestyle or whatever. I'm saying that I accept you as a, child of God, a possible child of God. And I want you to receive Christ. So we're going to love you and care for you no matter what you're, where you're at, what you've been through, what you're doing, what you're going through, what your lifestyle is, what your choices are. We're going to love you and try to lead you to, to Christ where you may come to the altar and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because God is a judge. I'm just a lover. I'm just the one that loves and shares his love. I'm the conduit. I'm just a, a conduit of God's love and he just flows through me into you. I don't hold the power. I don't contain the power. I'm just the vessel that he uses to flow through. That's why when someone gets healed, I give God all the glory. I might have been the vessel he chose, but I don't contain it. I don't hold it. I don't keep it. it ju I just got to feel it for a little bit. And we got to get to that place where we know that. Nobody here is perfect. We're not a perfect church by no means. I, I'm certainly not a, not a perfect pastor. And Cheryl's known me since high school. We, we were good friends in high school. She probably can really tell you I ain't perfect. And if you want, really want to really, really, really want to know, you can ask my wife. She'll definitely tell you I ain't perfect. But you are accepted here. You are loved here. Do you really want to experience a life change? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God this is your spiritual act of worship do not conform to the world do not conform any longer to the um, the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind right there do not conform but be transformed by your mind that is telling you it's not outside in it's inside out the word don't be conformed to the world outwardly changed but be transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind inwardly. That scripture says inside out change. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It's an act of surrender. If you could have changed your own, you would have done it by now. But you hadn't. You're still on the struggle bus. We all are. So let me give you five quick, quick points, simple points to help change that. Change from the inside out, and then we'll go home. Number one, prayer. Y'all hear me talk about pray all the time. Second Chronicles 7, 14. Then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal, their, um, heal from heaven, forgive their sins and, and restore or heal their land. So that's what we got to pray. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. Restoration will come. Number two, get in the word. God's word is a living, his living word for you. It's his love letter to you. And there's, there's different types. You can, when you're reading, you can reflect, engage, apply, and disciple others. That's one way. But the one, the one, the second one, and the one that's probably the most popular right now in the, in the community and the community of Christians is soap. This is how you, when you're studying, you want to know how to study. Let me give you a little quick little. 30, 45 second message on, on, on how to study the word. Scripture. Find a scripture. Write the scripture down on your page, on, on the top of the page, okay? Observation. What did you observe from that scripture? What did that scripture say to you? Not what pastor thinks. Not what, what, what the, the theologians think. What did that scripture, what do you think that scripture says to you? What did you observe from that scripture? 
And then application. How can I apply this scripture to my life? So I'll write down, I'm going to apply this scripture to my life by. And then pray. God, I've soaped it up. I'm nice and soapy now, Lord. And now I want to, to, to use this, to, this scripture to help me be a better person. And that's just a little quick little way to, 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 to study. And then number three, the thing that we're involved in right now, fasting. Fasting. The greatest way to fast, obviously, is to put, put food away from the table. You know, if, if you're doing a Daniel fast for 21 days, it's typically where, you know, you don't eat any meats and no sweets and no breads. You eat, all, eat pretty much all vegetables and stuff like that um, and grains. But, uh, you know, th 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 then there's a day fast. You just fast for one day. Maybe you'll fast a meal a day or, or two, two days in a row with just, or just one day with nothing but just water. You know, there's all kind of ways to fast food and, and do that kind of stuff. Maybe, you just, maybe if you're a, a fast food junkie, you eat only food that you cook. You know, maybe, maybe if you are uh, or, or, uh, uh, a gamer, young adults, just, just put the game aside and spend time with God. You know, if you, like, if you like sweets and candy, cut it out. Maybe instead of watching your favorite television show, you spend that time with God. Whatever it may be. Just don't give up bacon. Just, you know, <laughs> you got to have your bacon to, to have your substance, right? No. Um, but so whatever it is, maybe it's your soft drink. Maybe it's, maybe it's I, I believe someone said last year that, that you know, when they first got up every morning, first thing I do when I get up, I check my emails, I check, I check my messages, I check my Facebook, and my TikTok, and this right here and the other. So when you first get up, instead of checking any of that, pray. Read a scripture. You ain't got to read a whole four chapters. Just read, just read the little scripture. Matter of fact, if you got the, 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 the Bible app, it'll, it'll give you the scripture of the day. 90.5 gives you a scripture of the day if you, if you sign up for it. Just read that one scripture. Then do a little soap. And then, you know what? I'm not there writing it all down and journaling yet. Well, just in your mind, do a little soap session. And you ain't got to write it all down. It works better when you write it down, but just maybe in your mind. God, here, here's the scripture. What do I think about the scripture? How, 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 how can I apply it to my life? And then pray about it. But you need to fast, however you choose. And I, I say this every year. Um, you know, if it means something to you, it means something to God. But if it does not mean nothing to you, it means nothing to God. If you never eat, skip breakfast, and you say, I'm fasting breakfast, God, God's like, no. That's not how it works. You, you know, if it doesn't mean that, well, I'm going you know, to quit watching this television. I'm going to quit watching the news. Well, you ain't been watching the news in six months, so what does it make a difference? You know what I'm saying? So whatever it may be that you need, to, you need to change to do that. Championships aren't won. Championships are not won during the championship. When Dallas won all them Super Bowls, they, they didn't win it by making changes that day. They won it back on the practice fields when they were having one a day and two a day, and they were grinding every day. When Dallas wins the Super Bowl this year, they're going to win it by grinding every day. Even without Dak. So, so, but the thing is, is, is that, 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 you know, but they, they don't, you don't win. Nobody, no, no champion wins in the ring or on the court. They win in private. Okay? Steph Curry, you know, when he, when he, when he shoots, you know, everybody else is in there getting ready, getting ready for practice. He's already got ready for practice, and he's already on. When they come to the, when they come to the court, he's already shot, I forget how many it was, like 1,000 a thousand shots already before before game even starts or five I forget John might know but however many it was he shoot he shots he has shot a hundreds of shots 
prior to anybody even getting on the, on the, the, the court for practice. That's why he's better than the whole team. Because he puts it in before nobody else sees it, before anybody else gets there. It's about pushing away the plate and stuff. You know, you know the, battles, the battles are not won here on Sunday morning. The battle may start the win on Monday, uh, on Sunday, but the battle is won on Monday when you're praying for your spouse, on Tuesday when you're praying for your kids, on Wednesday when you're praying for your work, on Thursday when you're praying for the loss, on Friday when you're praying for a community, on Saturday whenever you're praying for, for yourself, whatever. It's during the week. That's when you're really going to get it. And then with Sunday, that's, I can tell when y'all prayed during the week because we have church up in here on Sundays. I can tell when y'all ain't prayed because y'all look at me like I'm a pillar of salt. Because, because when y'all come in here expecting and you, you're prayed up and you're fired up, man, we always have church. If we have a big event, man, we're going to have church because everybody's excited about it. Number four, plug in at Kingdom Impact. 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. You can be an usher, greeter. We got a security team or safety team. We got a bereavement team, hospitality. You know, maybe maybe working in in in, in uh, 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 outside in the parking lot helping park cars as a greeter. You know, be, being a small group leader. There's all kind of things that we can do. There's all kind of things you you can work with the, with the, t- the children, with the teenagers. There's man. There's a place for you. Impact groups is the number five. It says in Acts chapter 5, 42, And every day, every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach the message, Jesus is the Messiah. Matthew 18 and 20, For where two or three um, um, agree or gather together in, in my name as my followers, I am among them. Small groups. These small groups are so important. That's where you can find that accountability partner. That's where you can share with somebody. We have a couples group. We have the singles group. We, have a, 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 we need to start a ladies' life group. You know, we have a men's group. Daryl talks about them. He does that. We have on Sunday morning starting next, hopefully um, either next week or the next, we'll let you know. Um, uh, let's plan on next week. I believe um, we'll start on next week. We're gonna, um, from 9 to 9.30, uh, Don Nelson, I have a class right in there in, in the kids' room. And so, you know, we have other, other people who have small groups as well. We have, we know, and we're going to eventually have a, uh, a new, new Christian group in that. Jay King has a group sometimes. You know, he, he's, he's been sick and been out a little while, but he's going to start his back up. We're excited about him. And we have a young adult group. So we got all these small groups. And God says, you know what, that, that's what you need to do is go from house to house and share with one another, love one another. Yeah, but COVID, yeah, but the thing is with COVID, he, these small groups, you know, they only have, you know, four to six to eight to ten people. And, you know, if it has more than that, y'all can come meet here and y'all can spread out. But so you can, you can it's definitely attainable. But life change, ha- life change happens in the meaningful context or in the context of meaningful relationships. That's where life happens. Big change um, will not happen to, to our city until we have big change in our lives. Heart change happens before life change. Heart change happens before life change. Not before hair change. Not before clothes change. Not before car change. Heart change happens first. Would you bow your hand and close your eyes? 
If you're on here, on watching online today, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I ask you to message us, raise, put a little hand raise on there, say, please pray for me, what have you, and we'll pray for you and lead you to Christ and give you the material that you need to help you make it as a Christian. But if you're watching online or you're in this room right now, and you're like, man, I need, I need, I need this pastor today. I need some changes from inside out. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, but I'm not living life and life more abundantly like I want to, like I desire to. And there's some things that I need to change. There's some dates on the calendar that I need to put down that by that date it's got to be over because I'm not going to allow myself to continue on my whole life with this. That's the, that's the end date. If I hadn't done it on that day, that's the day that I've got to get down and earn this until I, I, I sell it with God and it's over. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and say, I, I need some work from the inside out. My hand's up. Both of my hands are up. I need some inside out work. i got some things in my life. Yes, 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 yes. I see your hands. Amen, amen. Yes. Hands all over the place. I know I need some help. There's some areas of my life that I need to fix, that I need to change, that, that I can be better, that I can be a better Christian, a better pastor, a better father, a better husband, a better mentor. God, we just love you today. We thank you, Father, for all that you've done. And I know I gave you a lot of stuff today. And don't try to fix everything. When you, before you leave this room today, pick one thing in your life that you're going to start with that I need to change. That I need to do. Write, write your goal down. That I'm going to change this one thing or put it on the calendar and do that. And then maybe start on another thing. But take one thing at a time. Don't take it as a big, big, extra large pizza and say, How am I going to eat all this all? How do you eat an extra large pizza? One piece at a time. So take one slice of the pizza and talk to God about it and deal with God about it. And then move on. And every time you, you eat a slice, spiritual slice, healing will come. And then healing will come. And then you'll become whole in the end. The Heavenly Father, we just love you right now. We thank you. So honored to be a pastor here of such amazing people. The best church in America. Kingdom Impact. We're like mighty mouths, Lord. We're small, but we're mighty. And we thank you, Father, today. Thank you for such men and women of stellar God, just personalities and stellar abilities and stellar just mindsets, God, and goals and walks with God. Thank you so much for these people, God, that, is, that I actually call my family. God, help us to make a change. They want, you saw all the hands that go up, God, almost everybody. God, we all want to change. But help us to start trying to change from the inside out, not from the outside in. Help us to want and desire to please you first and then not worry about the rest. You'll take care of the rest for us. Let this year be the best year ever. We've already went through last year. We made it through that, God. Now we can make it through anything. Side by side with each other and side by side with you. Together, we will work until you come because these are my brothers and my sisters. We thank you for that, God. Be blessed, be glorified in everything that we do and say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God.